hear you quite well. Fantastic. We have an exchange of words. Magnificent. That even sounds like we're not lagging much this time. Yeah, well, let's get it while it's getting good. <laughs> Ladies. Okay, I got one. Good for you. What, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Nah. This doorstopper-style show host is perfect for holding open large, heavy doors and also occasionally interjecting fart sounds. Available if you call now with the code DATLAX on our number 555555555. It's Fox Lee. I'm not sure Datlax should be my new branding. <laughs> this gentle, warm, rounded Jeb wrench is excellent for warming beds in the cold winter months. Available now, you call with the item code AJEB on our number 555-555-555-555. I, of course, have been your host. We'll take you over into Knife Hour with our guest, Doc Destructo. We couldn't, we could, okay, never mind then. Right here, guess we'll do this podcast instead. Oh, Knife Month was last month. Oh, nuts, I missed Knife Month. <laughs> you're, you're on your own, face. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> hey, Jeb, have you played a video game lately? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have. Have you ever heard of Final Fantasy? Yes. I've heard rumors. Well, uh, in the, the mainline series, I had, uh, before this week, played uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 14, and 15. And this week, I have remedied this problem. You're telling me there's a Final Fantasy that I played before you did? This is if weird. If you're talking about 12, then yes. <laughs> I am indeed. I had not played 12 until this very week when the uh, the uh, the HD remake Zodiac Age edition thing came out on PlayStation 4. Oh, they did a remake. Huh. This is the one with Vaughn, right? This is the one with it's fantasy that Star Wars, asshole. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 magic magic Star Wars and I'm I'm okay with that. Yep, I wish totally. real Star Wars was this cool. <laughs> and and just huge huge amounts of bunny ass. <laughs> well, a lot of people talk about uh, talk about uh, the bunny ass, especially uh, Franz. Um, not enough people are talking about Balthier. I find he is pretty neat. Uh, I that is a sexy, sexy man, <laughs> <laughs> and he's voiced by Gideon Gideon Emery. So his 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 vocal expressions and his intonations are are like butter. <laughs> And he keeps telling Vaughn what an idiot he is. And that's great, because Vaughn is a dick. <laughs> There's a lot of Final Fantasies would have been improved by one of by, the characters having... telling the main guy what an ass he was. It's like, would you just stop? <laughs> uh, Final Fantasies could be improved by having someone to tell the the annoying main character to just shut up and quit acting like a tool. <laughs> Which Balthier does a lot, and it's great, and it's funny. <laughs> I uh I mainly I played a I played a few hours of it. I played a few hours of it. Um, I like that it warns you when it's getting into a long section of not being able to go back to the town. <laughs> yeah, it's a modern convenience that a lot of RPGs could use. 
And I, uh, the, 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 the MMO like battle system is actually really nice. I'm surprised because I fucking hated 13. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the big, the, the, the big difference is in 12, um, you can change which character you're controlling to give them ind- independent action, uh, commands. And you can set your gambits in the middle of battle. And the gambits mm. are the, the way you program the AI to behave during combat. So you can actually set up your combat routines, like, once you figure out what a boss does. Like, uh, spoilers for this, like, what, 12-year-old game? <laughs> Something like that. There's an early boss that is a mimic that spawns other mimics. <laughs> and these, and if these mimics, if the mimics it spawns drains too much of the power from the area, then I guess bad things happen. I don't know. It's like an MMO boss. I'm sorry, you just you figure- imagine one of those, one of those classic, you know, Dark Souls-style crate, sorry, chest mimics with its mouthful of gold, and every single gold coin was a smaller mimic that opened Pac-Man <laughs> style into a banging mouth. That's adorable. <laughs> Big mummy mimic. <laughs> well, the treasure containers in uh, in Final Fantasy XII are jars. Mm-hmm. So they're like spider. The, the The treasure chest mimics are basically like spiders that fold their legs up. Oh, and- I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it makes sense when you see it in action, but they also have like um, in this particular dungeon they there there are mimics that siphon off the the electricity that keep the lights going. They're battery mimics because fucking. Huh. By the way, it's a mimic dungeon. <laughs> Man, does the whole dungeon as you get out of it does the de- does the gate grow teeth? It's an optional no, thing. No, it's one of the first dungeons. So I must have done it. How do I not have memories of this? <laughs> it was too dramatic. It's like, oh, fuck, Mimic's everywhere. Fuck. Oh, look, it's Mimic's. Let me get out of this. And I need uh, this kid uh, to uh, shut uh, up. Once you, once you, once you figure out, once you figure out the, the whole, okay, so someone has to take care of the little tiny bat- battery Mimic's while we DPS down the, 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 the Mimic Queen. And you can actually just, instead of, like, Final Fa- in Final Fantasy thirteen, you could set your paradigm shifts out of battle. Which means that if you fought a boss, once you figured out the boss and died, you could go back, <laughs> set your paradigm shifts, and then try the boss again. Because fuck you, your time doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to mess with that in, in, you know, during the fight. That's just silly. And it's not like there's any dramatic tension in during a fight, a character, like, calling out new orders and saying, I've seen it, I, I, you know, worked it out. We don't have any history of, like, every piece of fiction having a great moment like that. <laughs> No, that doesn't exist. No, Final Fantasy Thirteen. You will play Final Fantasy Thirteen its way. Why am I talking about Final Fantasy Thirteen? Fuck you, Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't played Twelve, so this is me now repeating something I've heard. But I think it was Dan Olson who commented that the system in Twelve is really nice because in a lot of the earlier Final Fantasies leading up to it, for a lot of combats, your actions were basically filler. Like you were always just I'll use the 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 renewable resource fight attacks. Here. And so all the mm-hmm. gambit system really did was you don't have to push buttons for that. We know you're going to do right. the thing that's really basic. Set 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 action to do thing, and you're fine. Yeah, I will worry right, about stealing. Fr- I will worry about stealing from whatever I'm fighting, and then everyone else will use the f- attacks or magics or heals or whatever as necessary. It sounds really nice. I also uh, a, just want to shout it, out to the a, character designer of Final Fantasy XII. Because Vaughn, mm-hmm. that I love Vaughn's outfit. I I absolutely love this. You know, 
smooth-chested surfer boy with a bullfighter jacket. Like, that. that is some empowered man. Design. He came straight out of Final Fantasy boy band, and I dig it. <laughs> but to be fair, like, his, 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 his arms and his shin guards are covered in spikes. So, I mean, mm. Mm. he's... He's he's a, he's a he's a really really insipidly <laughs> thick skull boy, but he, he, he tries. Like, he's a scary manly tough guy. He's he's rawr, He's tough. His brother died tough. because of the war. He's tough. <laughs> Actually, they all come to think of it, it, it's rather nice that they all come in pairs like that. Like he and Pinello are like they're they're you know street kid whatever nonsense but they're mostly just like here are the cute ones who are kind of dumb and annoying but you like them mm-hmm. they're cute and Fran and Balthier are like you know hey we're you know sex patrol hey we're the we're we're sky pirates <laughs> hot sexy sky pirates being the uh the important part really yes um and have you gone far enough to meet the the other two yet uh I've briefly seen um Amalia, who I am sure is not Princess Ash, and um No, that's Bosch, ridiculous. Why would you think that? And uh Bosch, who is not the person apparently who killed the king, that was his twin brother Lom. See Bosch Bosch and Lom is a company that makes <laughs> so, right, so you're familiar with them. Yes. I am familiar with the other two characters. The <laughs> the, the I assume I assume that when people say that Vaughn and Penelo aren't really the main characters, they're talking about Ash and uh, Bosch and Ash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's pretty fair. I mean, they haven't completely taken the focus yet at the point where I'm at, but they they have the feel of being the characters who actually matter. Vaughn is kind of swept along Guybrush Threepwood-like. <laughs> <laughs> they're a good entry point to the story in that way. Because they're like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we're just immediately relatable dorks trying to make a living. Pinello is just trying to make a living. Vaughn is like, I want to be a pirate. I'm he, he literally says, I am tired of living like this, you know, like living as a criminal. I want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all want to be sky pirates? This, he wants to be a cooler criminal. <laughs> he does. I'm tired of being a lame criminal. I want to be a rad criminal with sexy sidekicks. <laughs> and a boat. I should get a boat. He's not wrong. <laughs> all right. What about you, folks? So- play- <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what about you, Fox? I was saying you were saying, Talon? <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jeff? <laughs> I don't know. What was that, Talon? <laughs> so, hey, Fox. And Talon you... is flipping all the birds here. <laughs> you can see me. Yeah. You haven't got an excuse. I had to share that with Jeb, though. It's important that he knows. No, no, no. Just, like, when I started a <laughs> sentence and running over the top, you're like, you yeah. know I'm... This no. isn't like... You don't have an excuse. I don't know. You, you <laughs> assume I didn't have an intent. <clears throat> What about you, Fox? Have you been playing any video games lately? Uh, practically nothing. I did find out one thing. Turns out Mellow Drops is really fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It's been around for, what is it, like a year old or something like that? It's a bit over a year old, But yeah. the Android release happened, want to say, two weeks ago? Something like that. A bit over a month ago, but yeah. month ago? Dang. Yeah. It's been a while. Anyway, it's a puzzle game where you play adorable Kiwis who are somewhat immune to gravity no they're not immune to gravity they just they have impossible upper body strength (laughs) and lower body strength they can jump in straight lines (laughs) and and they're rescuing their eggs Mm -hmm. um it it's really super cute uh 
And I don't know if there was an equivalent control when it was on the PC, but you're rotating your phone to control gravity on the stage. Mm. Uh, I was going to say, I actually helped uh, test the the button controls for Maladrops. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, uh, so you're just, you're, you know, using arrow keys or whatever to rotate? It was the shoulder buttons, I think. I'm not sure about using, about, uh, I'm just talking about, like, uh, there's on-screen controls you can set with the, the mobile uh, device. Oh, no, I didn't know that. With, um... That with could be quite the, convenient, because it's not always handy to be rotating your phone around like that. Yeah, with the Especially Xbox when, you're, when your mobile device, when you're... When your uh, when your mobile device is a is a nine and a half inch tablet, yeah. <laughs> 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 I wish I could get it on my tablet. <laughs> Which I guess I kind of can. It'd just be through Steam or whatever. Yeah, because Fox has a transformer. <laughs> That's actually the brand. I like that. I'm surprised they got away with it. No, in um in we we heard from John at GamerX that the Android port was going to have phone turning to do the rotation of the level. It was very exciting at the time. It's very exciting now. It's a very fun game. Good value. Would not hesitate to recommend. Yes. And it's like a jillion levels. I finished the first bunch and I thought that was all there was. <laughs> then there were more. Then no. Lots more. With different challenges. And then yep. my head, my brain started to hurt a little. Yeah, they do actually evolve pretty well. Also, I it's a really good game for if you get frustrated with puzzle games where the only way they have to enhance the difficulty is to add a timer. Uh, like I, I, I don't like speed mode. I don't like, uh, you know, uh, go until the timer runs out, scoring kind of modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mallow Drops is pleasant enough to just let me take as long as I fucking need to finish a level. It'll count the moves, but it's not going to go. No, you've used too many moves. Fail. It will judge you, but it won't do it harshly. It'll judge me, but I don't have to listen. Yeah, <laughs> and I and am cool very- with that. There are very few puzzles and mallow drops that you can wind up uh, unrecover- unrecoverable from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I managed to find one or two, but like generally speaking, you can get back to a, a position that you can work from. Why, why mm-hmm. is it I have it in my head that there is a Canadian term for ruining a puzzle in a way you can't fix it with pooched? Where did that come from? Uh, Internet help desk. You're right. Thank you, Three Dead Trolls in a Baggie. Ah, classic Canadian comedy. Yep. Classic <laughs> Canadian nerd comedy. Mm, from the late 90s. Well, that's when classic nerd comedy comes from. Ah, I see. Anything newer than that is millennial comedy, I take it. <laughs> well, anything newer yes, than that can't uh, be classic yet. Because if I've learned anything about culture, it's that classic is mostly old. Yeah. Um, now, as for myself and the video game, uh, I started playing Prey. Hello. Now, is oh, that the one the where one? your coffee cup tries to kill you? That is the new one, and that is the one with the coffee cup that tries to kill you. Speaking uh, of mimics... Yes. <laughs> uh, it was developed by Arcane Studios, who are mm-hmm. also the minds behind Dishonored and Dishonored 2. Oh, well, so you're, you're not very familiar with their work. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this is extremely... This, this has the potential to be extremely my shit. Now, I am having a bit of a problem getting into Prey, mm-hmm. because with, um, with Dishonored and no Dishonored blink. 2, they were very much building towards their their own skill set. They, they, you know, they were basically making a thief homage. And if you've played thief games, don't get me wrong, there's a lot about Dishonored that you don't see in Thief and vice versa. Like, sound levels aren't nearly so important as Line of Sight is. But still, there is a, a broad familiarity. And Prey doesn't have that. Prey is very much building on some of the mechanical concepts from the previous Prey and some not. 
So it's very hard for me to, to really get a handle on this new Prey game. They're also totally unhelpfully named. <laughs> like? The first one is Prey. Oh. This one is Prey. I thought you meant the mechanics are unhelpfully named. You mean the games. Oh, no. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, stop. I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. Stop just fucking naming your remakes and continuations with the same name as the original. It's getting really fucking unhelpful. Yeah. That said, um, what they've gone for appears to be very much a cinematic first-person game in the vein of kind of a Half-Life. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice execution on the narrative elements. Really nice execution on the world setting. Doesn't appear to be, at this point, I'm, I'm only like on the, the third level. Uh, I'm playing on easy. I've still died three times. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I've been told speedrunners adore this game because they give you a thing called a glue gun, which lets you build platforms. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe the current glitched record for Prey is like four minutes. <laughs> And it involves getting to the glue gun, then completely breaking the geometry of the game and landing at the final zone. It is... See you later, shitloads! Exactly! <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. It is It is a really good uh, game as far as giving you open tools. Uh, a lot of the levels, a lot of the areas seem non-linear, so you can use the glue gun to like, well, I don't know if I want to go that way or this way or whatnot, so I'll just you know, build up a rope ladder with these glue guns things. And that's really cool. Um, the enemies do kind of wig me out. Like you still need to hit them a couple of times. Even these, even the weakest enemies on the on the at the starting level, you still have to actually like fight them, which is kind of uncomfortable, especially because they jump around and they're kind of like liquid spiders, which isn't cool. Um, and one world detail that really fucks me up: all the corpses have names. <laughs> So, oh no! So when you're walking down the first hall and you see the first dead body, and you mouse over it to see, you know, you don't get corpse, you get Karen Danver or or, or or June Smith or whatever, and they all, all of them have names, and every single one of them I've ha- I found some other personal affect of theirs around the levels. Yeesh. Like I found people's offices, oh. I found people's workstations, <laughs> like whoever did the world building for these levels, did a ton of work, and it hits like a punch to the oh, guts. that's heavy. Uh, Setting-wise, cool. it's extremely cool. The premise is that during the Cold War, a coalition between America and the USSR, negotiated in secret, built a space platform. They don't go into how they were able to negotiate that, because that just sounds <laughs> nonsense. But, don't worry about it. Uh, and Kennedy, and, and Kennedy, I assume the Cold War was mostly for show. Yeah, because Kennedy wasn't assassinated. So the, so the Cold War became much more a matter of like, we're, this Cold War is good for business in our home. So you you do you, we'll do us, it'll no, be fine. Suddenly it's surprisingly easy to believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, the USSR eventually, I think, corporatized? I'm not sure. But like, you walk into one of the rooms and there's a statue, there's a, there's a painting of Kennedy um, all withered and older, like looking like he's in his 80s. And it's, you know, our founder, 19... 19- when, I can't remember when he was born, like 1930 to 2000. Shitload later than the... So he's like 100 yeah. years old. And it's it's a really, it's a nice really touch, yeah. excellently done chunk of world. Um, but the problem is you spend all your time paranoid swinging at coffee cups. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't... Uh, it, it, it does dump a whole ton of systems on you. You've got hacking and health upgrades and security upgrades 
and you can even inject yourself with the alien DNA to give yourself special abilities of theirs. It sounds safe. Surely which, that will not go wrong. Which Surely! By, which, which means you can inject yourself with the stuff that lets them mimic objects. When you do that, you transform into <laughs> objects around them, which means you can suddenly have the whole thing shift and you're now a coffee cup. And your, your game is now a puzzle of can I roll this coffee cup into that location past the baddie. You can use this for stealth sections. <laughs> I am red! Yeah, and it's really, really interesting. Uh, the problem is that as you dose yourself up on, on the Typhon DNA, uh, all the automated security systems are just like, oh, that's a Typhon, I'm going to shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> so all these formerly super safe spots are now incredibly oh, dangerous. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting that's to do clever. it somehow, but I wasn't guessing that, yeah. You also find at one point a room... And, you know, you know, the tradition in especially Shock-style games where you open a room and it's like, oh, whoever was in here was not mentally well. Uh, uh, you open yes. a room and inside it, it's, it's a full office, like all like whiteboard and desks and books and whatnot. And every single item in the room has a post-it note on it on which someone has handwritten, not a mimic. <laughs> Except for one coffee cup in the middle of the room next to another coffee cup. That's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, that, and then that the mimic in the room. Then the mimic in the room is one of the post-it notes. Well, uh, the thing that's interesting is that they're not great at replicating text. Yeah, they're not, they're not good at replica- mm. replicating reasonably flat things on surfaces because that to them is a texture. So they can replicate three D objects really well. Like they can impersonate a trash can, but impersonating a sign, you get kind of jaggy, weird distortion on it. So they're not so great at mimicking complex textures. Basically, yeah, yeah. it's really interesting. I like that. I'm I'm three levels in though, and I'm like, there is just so much stuff to do. I I, I kind of tapped out <laughs> just because there's just so much different things I could be doing. Do them all. Well, I kind of wanted a game where I just shoot enemies in the face for a while. <laughs> nope. Nope. No faces here. And you, and, and you, you know, didn't you go need with to like do. Doom or Wolfenstein. <laughs> you need to go play some Hotline Miami. I I do need to da- I do need to download some Doom, and I think I have the old Blood now. Sorry, the new Blood. Is that the one with a hammer and a Nazi? That's that's not out yet. Ah, I knew that. I I just wanted to say it. But yeah, so many things you can do with a hatchet and Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing about that uh, about that interview was the way he just barreled the camera as he said that. Yeah, it's beautiful. This sort of like <laughs> I know who I'm annoying and I don't care. <laughs> Which is how we should all feel. About I know. It. I know who's getting pissed off at this and good. <laughs> Retro gaming news. All the news is fit to print for the month of July 2012. Brought to you by Definitely Not a Mimic Housewares. Brought to you by Definitely Not a Mimic Housewares. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Now, we're going to do a bit of a special sub theme here where it's just things that have been re released or sequels, possibly <laughs> unnecessary sequels. Ah, do they all have the same fucking names? <laughs> Well, <laughs> that said, that means that this time when we're running through July 2012, we're going to miss out on mentioning these things that, as far as I can tell, came out once, and that's enough. Um, theatrical <laughs> Final Fantasy. I think made a second that's one a good thing. Those, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it quite a lot. Uh, AFL Live, Game of the Year edition. Sure. I don't know if I've ever spoken about Theatrhythm much on the podcast, but I really want to see just a straight-up JRPG that has that as its combat mechanic. Mm. It's so fun. Uh, Jurassic Park Builder. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure. Yeah, you know, you know, why not? <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 3D 
dream drop distance. <laughs> which I did check. It has got sort of a re-release <laughs> as a component of another thing oh, with another God. more elaborate name. So I thought Look, the, adding a few the, hearts the chronology so of the chronology of Kingdom Hearts releases is almost as complicated as the plot of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a thing. All right. So they've got a type. First of all, we have in the tradition of following bandwagons that did not even leave the station. Uh, we have a pirate RPG. Ooh. Uh, is this one that was just called Pirates? Uh, no. Risen 2? Risen 2, Dark Waters. Yeah. Uh, this is the weirdest thing. We get one really good piece of pirate media, like, every few years, and then people are like, oh, well, I guess it's a time to make pirate shit. You get a dozen really bad pirate things, and everyone's just like, well, no. (laughs) Quick, pirates are cool again. Everyone wreck pirates. Yeah, uh, and Risen 2 Dark Waters, by the way, has every right to be perfectly decent. It was published by Deep Silver, who at this time were working on on helping the release of Saints Row 4. Like, these people know how to make a good video game. Okay, fair enough. Poo on them for using Dark Water in a pirate's thing. If you're going to do that, you have to actually make pirates of Dark Water, which would be heckin' awesome. Do that! I understand Risen 2 was was moderately okay-ish. I will say this against Risen 2. It's a 2012 RPG with a customizable character where you can only play a guy. Boo! Yeah. Which is just that, that, come on. Come on! Especially when you're talking pirates. Like, there were some pretty sweet-ass famous pirate queens. Mm. All right. We have a sequel. Even Assassin's Creed Uh, 4 got that right. Yeah. I'm surprised they could afford it. (laughs) We have a... Oh, this is a Canadian game. Uh, We have an open-world action-adventure video game. (laughs) Well, Jeb, all Canadian games know each other, right? (laughs) Ooh. Uh, The sequel... One of the details I love about this is that the first game featured a protagonist with multiple popped collars, <laughs> and the sequel features a protagonist with one enormous popped collar. <laughs> I don't know why it got pointed out to me. Like, I'm sure some fashion designer person pointed this out based on the two posters, and now it's all I can notice looking <laughs> at the protagonist. That thing that- so a, a pop collar is just like it it's a folded down collar, but you've put it up, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, this this protagonist is uh, on a quest to clean up the mess of the first of the first game, in which you are a grotesquely overpowered ball of tar. Is this um the Blob Two? No, no, it's not the Blob Two. Um, uh, I think I played. Was this in the first ever Humble? It was the original one in the first. No, no, Humble no, no, Bundle? no. Don't think indie. This is a triple A game. Okay. Who's a blob of tar in a triple A game? You mean literally, or are you effectively a blob of tar? Like highly. Good, that is character. a totally different thing. There are games where you're a blob of tar. Don't mess with me. Okay, highly mutable character. You can shape shift. You can throw yourselves at walls and run up them like you stick. Prototype. Prototype two. Go check out the picture of Alex Mercer from Prototype One. He's got a hoodie underneath it. He has two popped collars. How the shit do you manage that? I don't. Under a hoodie. Under a hoodie. My god. Whereas James Heller, on the cover of Prototype 2, has a popped collar the size of his head. Like, there's no way this works, dimensionally. (laughs) Alright, next up, we have a platform adventure video game. It was an indie game designed to evoke the feel of MSX game. And it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight 
Release dates. Yeah, Jeb got it. <laughs> La Mulana got released a lot. <laughs> well, it turns out everyone really liked it. So, well, a lot of people really liked it. Mm. Not everyone, because... If you like Metroidvania that are really hard... Oh, it's hard. <laughs> I would just like at this point to shout out to Toto, who has all the Steam achievements for La Mulana. <laughs> Be right back. Get in the, putting the dog away. Oh, do you want me to? Nah. No, I'll he's good. I'll okay. Come on. Come on, crybaby. I, I have no intention of playing La Mulana. <laughs> yeah, Not I even the either. free version. Because, I, you know, too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can handle it. But I admire and respect it. <laughs> yeah. It, it is definitely a thing to be impressed by, even if you can't actually, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot like a speedrun. Like, I, was, I watch a speedrun and I'm like, wow, I could never do that. That's cool. Same thing with La Mulana. I could never finish this game. Uh, did you see the speedrun of La Milana? Because ah! there's a whole new dimension when you see somebody run a game that you know is cripplingly hard, and, like, that's its thing. Mm. All right. Music is excellent, though. Oh, yes. Also, uh, the the anarchic sense of humor about uh, the, the ultimate <laughs> secrets thing. Like, oh, yeah, you've got to do all the secrets and get all the things. And you don't get anything for it. You don't get anything special. It's not like, oh, yeah, here's the thing that makes all the rest of the game broken. Woo! All right. So Ooh, secrets are their own reward, Talon. We have an SNK game that was first released in two thousand and has been released. King of Fighters two thousand? No, <laughs> that's a pretty good guess though. But has since been re-released. No, I do know there was a recent Metal Slug re-release. You're right. It's Metal Slug Three. Hey, the ninth release of <laughs> Metal Slug Three. Well, you know it ages really well. Yep. <laughs> Does that make it Metal Slug 27? <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes it Metal Slug 3.9. But, get this, there is a console version of Metal Slug 3 that has been uh, not always available in every different release. There are, And this version has two special versions, which are special game modes, which are only available in the PS2 and Xbox versions. Ooh. And you had to finish the game to get them. <laughs> one of them is Storming the UFO Mothership. <laughs> Which lets you take control of one of the soldiers. Oh, sorry, sorry. Spoilers for Metal Slug, everyone. Yeah, aliens. It was aliens, right? Uh, and you get to you get you get a single life, um, and you get <laughs> yeah, and you get reinforced by other soldiers <laughs> as you play. Yeah, fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> but but they also come with the game mode Fat Island. <laughs> okay. Two players compete to gain the most weight in a limited amount of time by eating food. <laughs> You start out at 100 kilograms, and you win at 200. You if, start at 100. <laughs> if players lose enough weight, they return to normal size. If they don't keep eating, they wither away to a mummy. <laughs> I love this. Same. That's not how food works, SNK. <laughs> well, I mean, on an exaggerated scale, Shut up, it is now. unless it is. <laughs> <laughs> That is, I, I enjoy, I mean, I, obviously it's being played for laughs, but I enjoy the idea that it's being presented positively. Yes, this is good. 200 kilograms. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right. And now we have another game, which is much more recent. Uh, first iteration of this game is from 2008. And since then, it has had eight releases. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> yes, this is a game that first came out in 2008 and since then has been released eight times. Oh, okay. No, I did hear that. Um, but I have no idea what it is. More information. Uh, it's a roguelike. It's on Windows, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, the PS Vita, the PlayStation 4. Yeah, uh, sorry, a roguelike. Binding of Isaac? 
No, not Binding of Isaac. Uh, you're in the right family of stuff you recommend people play if they like rogue <laughs> games, though. Indie uh, roguelike? Indie, definitely indie. Uh, the source code was entirely released on Christmas 2009. Oh. Uh, this is this is one of those rare games where you can play a Seek character out of the box. No, that couldn't have been re-released that many times. I'm thinking of the one where you play Generations of a Family, but no, it's not. No, no. no this is uh, this is uh, Spelunky uh, HD. Yeah. yeah, Spelunky, that's the one. Wow, well done, Jeb, because not only did you correctly guess that it was Spelunky, but yes, the 2012 release was Spelunky HD. Well done. Well, you specified a character who was only in the HD release, so... Yeah. <laughs> also, thanks to Spelunky, <laughs> Wikipedia has a page on roguelike light-like. <laughs> okay, genre terms are wrong and bad, and we need to rethink everything. Just imagine what I what face I'm pulling, <laughs> listener. I don't have to imagine. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's not quite angry dome talent. It's definitely grumpy dome talent. <laughs> I think we. I- I think we need to go deeper on these genres, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh boy, what we have now is a game that supposedly only came out in 2012, except it's also been released on it Steam. It is being delisted in two days on Steam. Ooh. Oh, oh. Yeah. Ah, what is... I shouldn't by the time you hear this, it will be gone. Yes, by the time you hear this, it will in fact be gone. Oh, it is being delisted. Yes. I thought you said it was delisted no. in two days. But okay. here's, but here's oh. the thing. This game is being delisted for reasons of licensing, of music, and oh. it's not a rhythm game. That sucks. Um... Alan Wake? Uh, so close. No, not Alan Wake. This game is part of a massive franchise that for a time there was releasing multiple games a year with licensed soundtracks. Oh, is it a Tony Hawk? It is in fact a Tony Hawk! That's not close to Alan Wake. Same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those are pretty conceptually <laughs> different. I'm oh, well, either no, of them, Alan... I'm confident in saying well, they don't have a hell of a lot in no, common. No, no, because the, re- the, re- the release of Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD, which he's talking about, yep. coincided with the release of Splunky HD and Alan Wake's American Nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> Alan Wake came out this time, but Alan no, Wake... No, I, I, you, once again, <laughs> chronologically, yeah. I have no problem with your statement. Oh, I right. thought you were talking about thematically. No. Well, um, it was... I mean, it was... Well, it was the same release group. It was the same... Yeah. Like, Which is why all here are, here is the agreements are here are these the games. <laughs> yeah. And, of course... It is also technically a remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, implementing things from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3's DLC. It has a re-release of Tony Hawk's Project 8 in it. Nah, uh, Tony Hawk games are like like fucking Battlefield, Modern Warfare, whatever. It's just like <laughs> the titles get too complicated at a certain point you have to go, nah, fuck it. It includes levels from Pro Skater 2, despite not being a remake of Pro Skater 2. <laughs> uh, it includes as playable characters James Hetfield from Metallica. <laughs> And the and the, the the game has a new song from Metallica just for the game. Oh wow! Oh boy, that, that was yeah. a huge success. <laughs> Good thing they kept their integrity as an important metal band. Yeah, all nightmare long. <laughs> That's so hot topicy. Yes, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, the game it came out to uproarious meh. It was 66 out of 100. That's it. So yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. Next up, we have a rare thing. It's an MMO. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an MMO that got a relaunch. Right. A remake. Final uh, Fantasy... Not... Uh... Oh, Realm of the No, not. Not that one. Because that one, by all accounts, appears to have been kind of bad, and then they remade it into something good. Yeah. By putting a lot of time and money and effort into it. Was this bad all along? Well, mm-hmm. I've spoken positively about this on the podcast of the past, but I don't think time, money, and effort were spent on relaunching it. So... Secret World? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hang on. Secret that got World re-released Legends. in 2012? No, it got re-released this year. Oh, so you're talking about the original, but I thought we were only talking about re-releases. No, we're Dang. talking about games that get re-releases. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I said, oh, Trixie Quizmaster. I know. You wicked boy. I pull on the string. But yeah, um, The Secret World, which is going from uh, buy-to-play uh, with a subscription to now free-to-play. Oh. Uh, it's been renamed Secret World Legends. <clears throat> uh, it's had some of the old content from the previous game folded into the new to the free experience now. And uh, they still haven't fixed the memory leak bug that's in the park and Secret World and Conan and Conan Age of Exiles and every game they've ever made with this engine Wow! over the past 20 years. That's troublesome. They've never fixed this bug. So uh, that involves effort. <laughs> did, did they manage to make the game actually worse to play now? I, I can't or... say. I haven't played the new experience. And, you know, it. I'm going to bet if you boot it up and play it, and I can't because it's a 45 gigabyte download. Um, but if you do that, I'm going to bet you get mostly what it says on the tin. You get a perfectly fun secret world experience that's mostly just like a slightly better version of the world. That's fine. The technical elements of the secret world are part of what really have annoyed me. Like the fact that it's a 45 gigabyte download. That really can't be overstated. Ah, four days. Four days of downloading. That is a lot like, mm -mm, yeah. No, I was going to say something and then I realized it was incriminating. So that's just a big ass download. And and the worst thing Gosh, I could never compare it to pirating whole TV series. (laughs) And the worst thing is... None of it works until all of it downloads. So it's not like if I download it, if I spend that time <laughs> downloading other things, I could have gone Doom, play Doom while I'm downloading three <laughs> other games. It's not like uh, like WoW where you can download the yeah. components and offset the just massive piles of crap. And best of all, they still have that very specific Funcom style approach to problem solving, which is if you boot it up and it doesn't work <clears> and <throat> you press the repair button saying something's not right, it re-downloads it the again. whole thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry. This time for sure. Fuck it. <laughs> ah! We'll get the fresh bits. <laughs> I read an article on how inflating download sizes were not the problem, but mm. unnecessary bandwidth caps were, in fact, the problem. And I just <laughs> want to say, it can be both. Yes! We there There is no need for one of these things to be right or wrong. <laughs> like... Uh, hell, we have unlimited downloads now, but that's not the point. Yeah, internet has speed associated with it. Yep, just, mm. just uh, no, just not everyone lives in a Scandinavian utopia, you fuckers. Mm-hmm. And and the Scandinavian utopia is part of the problem because, of course, they're they're a Norwegian company, so they're like, oh, yes, we can get you to download another forty-five gig. Please note, I almost did the accent there. <laughs> you were like, we have no idea what that accent would be. Why would we do that? And then I just pulled right out, just real smooth. That's that's a radio <laughs> tip right there. If you don't, if you can't do it, don't try. <laughs> Let's see. I'm just guessing that everyone, all the Scandinavian accents are pretty much just friendly German. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is to say, bad Dutch. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Secret World's relaunch is. I am. This is going bad places, listener. You might want to turn, <laughs> out, turn <laughs> off. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Secret World relaunch is apparently making some of my friends happy. I'm super glad. <laughs> I cannot join you. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, they even have some kind of like incremental also update from very existing upset. Secret World. Oh yeah, yeah. There is definitely some very, very mad online about this. Uh, we're dealing with a trap-based action tower defense video game, which is a follow-up to the game with the exact same name with the two on the end. Um, orcs versus humans? Close. Orcs must die. Yeah. Yeah. Generic name. <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about Orcs Must Die that makes it remarkable is that Orcs Must Die... Not, not Orcs Must Die 2, which is what what is this entry, but Orcs Must Die 1 had so much DLC that at one point... And it was all like $1 DLC, like, oh, here's a new sure, trap sure. we developed. You can totally buy this. And and they weren't doing this as like super predatory of like, oh no, all the monsters are harder now. You must buy the new trap. It's just this some... This is microtransaction-y stuff. Just some genius beavering away in the game system going, oh, I can make a new trap. I'll release that for a buck. Oh, I made a new trap. I'll release that for a buck. If you bought the pack that included all the traps for like 25 bucks... According to that was a according to Steam that was a discount of one hundred and fourteen dollars. I mean that I don't really have a problem with that. That's just how that kind of thing is going to shake out. Yeah, the only thing I would have rather on top of that is if you could trial a trap before you bought it because then that would just be perfect. It really would just be here is a buffet of wonderful toys I have made. <laughs> See what you like, and if you like them, give me money. <laughs> uh, there's also a sequel to Orcs Must Die due for release in September 2016. So we'll see how well that did. <clears throat> how, how did how did it do? It didn't come out. You <laughs> <laughs> said twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see your jokes were subtle. Very Too subtle. subtle. All right, and finally we have a critically regarded, highly highly uh, praised adventure game uh, by a developer who, at this point, is now kind of almost stereotypically uh, about good adventure game though good with a tm next to them at this point okay adventure games like action adventure or adventure games like point and clicky type kind of kind of point and clicky uh nothing to do with double fine uh and this is a tie-in to an established media franchise which is something else that this company does a ton of okay so this is one of the telltales yes i'm gonna say is board no not borderlands and nope. we're in 2012 we're in 2012 um is this early enough to be Walking Dead Zombie Land depressing game? Yeah, it's Walking Dead. Walking Dead, that's right. And the Walking Dead got released initially on the PC, and two days later, it got re- got its subsequent releases for its other platforms. Sure. This game has been released on Android, iOS, OS X, Linux, Windows, Ouya, PS3, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and the Kindle Fire HDX. <laughs> sure i mean if it'll run go for it yeah uh this means that this one game it's a pretty got, good game yeah which means that this one chapter got released five times in one month on different days <laughs> they were all different days <laughs> all different wow. days. well you got different teams and they're not gonna hold themselves up are they <laughs> so i don't know you could coordinate well it's also a, a, lot of those, a lot of those platforms have a lot of those platforms have different release dates. 
True, and those platforms also include things like the iOS has a review system, so it might matter, it might be that like you know we're going to go live as soon as Apple have said okay. Yeah, good point. You don't necessarily know how long any mm-hmm. of them is going to take to approve your thing. Mm. <laughs> Evidently, iOS they just kind of like whenever they fucking feel like it, based on what indie devs have told me. Mm. <laughs> At the same time, you could take a bunch of those games we mentioned, which honestly, let, let's not kid ourselves. I brought up a bunch of these games to make fun of them. <laughs> but there, there, are was, some, there was a lot of up and down here. But there are still games in that pile that yeah. like, yeah, you could totally have a good time with these games. Sure. You could... You could yeah. say overall, the quality yeah. was quite good compared to our average retro yeah. game news. <laughs> which tends to feature some utter bilge. <laughs> There's also this game in here that's mixed called uh, Dyad, D-Y-A-D. And I'm really nervous about commenting on it because it has the name of something that I feel like some of my friends might have worked on, but I don't know. I it's no got idea. like a super stylized neon logo. I know I've heard the name, but I, I can't summon to mind anything about it, so. And its developer has a name that kind of wants to make me push them into a bucket. Is it really literal games company name? <laughs> it is right square bracket left square bracket. <laughs> and that's the name in words not actually the symbols that's <laughs> oh there you go still it apparently is a good game people seem to like it it won uh, uh, an audio design in DK 2012 so you know too good now uh, <clears throat> shall we uh, wrap it up I mean I guess we shall we, we don't have a whole lot of... Those are pretty short retro gaming news compared to some of them. Yeah, by by limiting by narrowing the focus like that. Oh, uh, we could talk for a brief bit about Jurassic Park Builder, which I didn't <laughs> actually uh, put in the news entry. You wouldn't, you wouldn't guess it, but... I wouldn't, probably. Yeah. No, I do know of its existence, but... Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a game that lets you build your I own think... Jurassic Park. There we go. It... Go on, Jeff. You, you're, you seem to be flickering uh, in and out of on. existence. That... Oh no! Can you hear me, Major Jeb? Hello, Jeb. My 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 VoIP connection has been reestablished. You seeing if he's dropped wholesale? Yeah, his his waveforms not going through. Ah. Hello, hello, hello. On the other hand, for a time to do that to happen. This is so blocked. Good. On the other hand, we are still getting audio. Um. Wow. I heard Americans think that Chocobos say work rather than work. As ever, always, the listener, the podcast is financed in part thanks to your contributions on Patreon, which helps us afford the server costs and all sorts of wonderful, neat little tricks and behind-the-scenes stuff we've been doing, such as completely outfitting Jeb with hundreds of fidget spinners. <laughs> Until next time, that was Jeb. That was Jeb. And that was Jeb. <laughs> Tune in next time when we will be competing to see who can get to 200 kilograms first and not fade away to a desiccated husk. <laughs> Tune in next time when we find out whether or not I, my computer has actually turned into a mimic.
This doorstopper style visual novel. No. This doorstopper. <laughs> Sorry, you say this doorstopper style host. At <laughs> me. You know what? Fuck He's talking yes. about me. This doorstopper. <clears throat> <laughs> all the giggles out. All the giggles out. Nickers, oh, that's <clears throat> What'd you say? Nickers, Nickers, Nickers. Oh, Nickers. Right. Okay. That didn't seem like you. Yeah. I... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just weird, really weird moment. It's fine. It's fine. <clears throat>